for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. We do thank you. We have an expectation of you speaking to each and every one of us here this evening, showing us that which you have for us from your word, from the Spirit in Revelation and dealing with us. We give entrance. We make ourselves available right now. We quiet our minds. We open ourselves to the Spirit of God and give Him entrance into our lives. We have an expectation that without Him, we can do nothing. So, Father, we receive Your goodness. We receive Your grace. We receive Your anointing this evening. And we welcome You into our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, this is our second section, second session, this time around on the kingdom of God and finances. <clears throat> and uh, we have several scriptures to go through this evening, but probably more importantly is our, <clears throat> our lives, our expectations of him giving his word entrance into our life so we can open the eyes of our understanding. We've talked, we have talked about the year 2020 is certainly going to be different in our lives. It's going to be different in all of our lives. The Spirit of God is very desirous for us to receive more from His hand so that we can do more, so that we can be a blessing to others. And we need to keep that in the forefront of our minds, recognize that 2020 is going to be a different year. There's going to be changes in Treasure Coast Victory Center. Therefore, there's going to be changes in you and I as members of the body of Christ. Our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, our guide and comforter, all want us to understand the kingdom of God is our source, our supply of everything. And that's taught to us in many places, certainly in Matthew 6, but God's desire is, is for his kingdom to supply all of our needs. We cannot come up with a need. It may surprise us, but it certainly won't surprise him. And he won't be without the wherewithal to supply all of our needs. And so that's part of our getting together, looking at his word, giving it entrance into our lives. Received with meekness the engrafted word which is able or capable to save our soul. He's able to change us. And that's the work we really want in all of us to come about so we can see that, so we can partake of it better. When we understand it, when we partake of it more, we can then share that with others. And then it goes on from there. <clears throat> so the kingdom of God is our source, our supply of everything. And that's one of the ways we need to transform our mind, help ourselves to see that. That's what he wants us to do is depend on him, not just our own selves and what the abilities we have or maybe not. <clears throat> Let's look at Psalm 23 here. We're going to look at the first verse and the fifth verse. The first verse, first verse probably being more common to us, a Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <clears throat> I would ask you what you think that word want might be, but you can see it there in your notes. When we read that 
word want, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, that means, as it says there, to lack, to lessen, to decrease, to fail. That's not us. His want is him meeting all of our needs. He's, in that context, he's saying, I shall not want. And that's the confidence that you and I should have also. We go before God's kingdom. We ask for revelation. We ask for understanding. Letting him know what our needs are, what our wants are. He's not going to disappoint us. There's no need, no want that you and I could have that he cannot supply. Now, it's our part to be able to believe him to receive that supply. And he even aids us and helps us to do that as well. <clears throat> we'll go down to the fifth verse in Psalm 23. It says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. That's another attribute of God. Do you think he would ever run a cup over? Do you think he had ever put too many fish in a boat? <laughs> There's many things that he does. His cup runs over. They ran out of wine one time. He told them, well, we can fix that. Fill up the water pots or whatever. See, he doesn't run out. And so what he wants us to understand is we are his children. We are part of the kingdom of God. We need to see the kingdom of God is not only our government, it's the rule and reign in our lives as we desire that. And then we have our mind changed to agree and go along with it. Now anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. <clears throat> and the same Greek meaning for that word is again there in your notes. Satisfaction run over in wealthy. Now these are what these, in this case the Strong's Concordance, gives us for the definition of these word meanings, what the roots are from. And so when we first start talking about finances and stuff, when we see the word wealthy, or we see abundance, or we see more than enough, it may cause us to maybe wonder about that a little, see if that could really be true. Is that what God's Word is saying? But it is, and hence, that's why we have these study aids. Study aids are fantastic nowadays, all the things that are available to us. I remember way back when, not that I'm that old, but I had a Strong's Concordance like that, and if you wanted to look a word up in the Bible, you didn't have all these notes, electronic things like that. You went and read the scripture and found out and that the Greek or Hebrew number would be there, but you've got to go through part of it, the Old Testament, part of it, the New Testament, and look up these words. It would take a lot of time to really dig out all the meaning in that. But the same thing, it was a blessing when you did, because you could understand what that was really saying to you, was saying to you. And somebody else may just go along and minister about it and may not bring it out. They may not understand it themselves. Well, Many times you're not going to understand it unless you look it up, unless the Spirit of God just aids you and drops it into you at that time. But So anyhow, we have many aids that make it easier, make it more time-saving, if you will, for us to look into the Word of God and see what the Word's really saying to us. And the Spirit of God is always there. 
to bear witness with the truth and show us. He's the one that actually opens the eyes of our understanding. <coughs> and we need that. <coughs> okay, we'll go to Philippians now in the New Testament. Philippians chapter 2. Look at a couple of verses there. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you. Meditate on his promises. Notice when it says, let this mind be in you. That's like a permissive term. We're the gatekeeper, so to speak. Are we going to choose to let the mind of Christ be in us? Or are we just going to go ahead with our own mind in our own understanding and do things? So it's a permissive term. Uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we have to choose to let this mind be in us. We are in the body of Christ. We have, the Bible tells us, the mind of Christ. Meditate on his promises. Cooperate with the Holy Ghost in you. The Holy Ghost is in us. The Holy Ghost will prompt us from time to time. will open the eyes of our understanding, but we have to cooperate. We have to be willing to allow him to show us something. And then he will do that, and then all of a sudden, it's like a light dawns. You'll be able to see what you couldn't see before. You'll be able to understand something that you read before and didn't necessarily grasp that out of it. But he'll do that for us. But our part is to be willing to give him place. Let this mind be in you. Meditate on his promises. Cooperate with the Holy Ghost in you. This will develop the mind of Christ in you. The Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ, and that's a fact. And that can be our testimony, that can be our agreement with it. But as we cooperate with this, as we let it, as we give it place in our lives, it'll develop the mind of Christ in us, which will cause or enable you to see things the way God sees them. In this context of finances in the kingdom of God, that's more than enough. God always sees more than enough. Amen. 
And we can see that in repeated, repeated places. And so that's why we need to allow, need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and to let this mind be in us, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that's going to be the Spirit of God, if you will, washing your thought process, wiping out, helping to eliminate thoughts that do not belong there. And then you and I can see them as, that's not right. I don't want that. I don't want to entertain that anymore. Well, then the Spirit of God's going to aid us and help us do that. <coughs> Hence, we let this mind be in us. Hence, we give him entrance into our lives to see things we haven't seen before. Now, this next session, we have several verses to go through. Uh, and I'm doing this on purpose. We had our introduction the first week. And we're preparing ourselves now for the two weeks after this. But I think I want us to touch again briefly on the importance of the tithe and what the Bible says about the tithe. And the main reason I want to do that, I don't think that nobody in here understands the tithe. That's not it at all. But there may be some that do not have a clear understanding on it. And we need to cooperate with God's word in the tithe because when we do that, that tithe is going to enable us, make us capable to walk in the blessing of God. He pointed the blessing of God out way back from the beginning of the New Testament, and it's around today. But as we're agreeing with his word, it's going to cause us to be able to walk in flow with that and not be hindered. But if we do not honor God, which is the first tenth, and the first tenth that holy and belongs to him, well, then we're, we're hindering, if you will, in our own lives for being able to walk in the blessing, walking in the more than enough, more than enough that he wants us to have by design. <clears throat> okay, we'll look at Leviticus 27.30. We have, it, we have all this on, on your notes, which is good. Uh, and so we won't have to spend a real lengthy time in this, but I want us to look at these verses. Leviticus 27. <clears throat> in all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's, it is holy unto the Lord. Now in this particular verse, he's mentioning the tithe. <clears throat> and the definition of that word tithe is a tenth, that's what the tithe means. And the verse says, in all the tithe, meaning not just part of the tithe, not just sometimes part of the tithe, all the tithe. If somebody sent you on an errand to the store and told you to, whatever, bring back five 10-pound bags of potatoes, and you come back with one. Well, you didn't get all that they wanted you to do. At least you didn't deliver all back to them that they wanted. And so all means all. <clears throat> all the time of the land, of the seed of the land and of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto him. And that's what we need to see it as. In, in reality, it's just a, a step of obedience when we learn about it. And I can understand. I certainly understand people 
especially those, those are new, being born again, those are new in the kingdom of God and stuff and haven't been able up to this point to study things and understand them. I remember when I first started hearing about it. I think I shared a little bit before. But in my mind, I was in no place to be able to take 10% off the top and give it to the Lord. I, I wouldn't get along with what I had. Well, that's your problem. And there's a reason we have those problems. But uh, it didn't take too long for me to begin to see it because I was very fortunate. I was able to go and in the first time I went to Bible school within weeks after I was born again. But anyhow, uh, I had an opportunity to see and study a lot of things. And I'm glad that I was able to see, even when I couldn't think it could be possible, there's no way it's going to work. Well, guess what? It has worked. And it continues to work. And oh, by these, these bold words up here say what? More than enough. More than enough is what he wants you and I to walk in. More than enough. <clears throat> and we will. So there's one reference about the tithe in Leviticus 27.30. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. And I should have said it before now, but seeing if I didn't, if you have a question on anything that we're discussing and go about, you can go ahead and raise your hand and we can see if we can be able to answer that for you. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. Not a portion of your increase, all of your increase. And well, what if I did that? Verse 10. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now do we suppose, even though this is in Proverbs in the Old Testament, do we suppose this verse is true today? Yes. It carries the same way today? Well, <clears throat> God doesn't ever change his mind. So if he declared something, he set something in motion, it's still going to be there. And if there's going to be a change, he'll let us know about it. So, honor the Lord, this is what we're doing when we return the tithe, the first tenth, which is holy and belongs to him, we're honoring God. We're believing this is what he's declared, this is what he said, this is how he intends for his kingdom to operate, and us to be a part of it, to work with it. <clears throat> honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase, so shall thy bonds be filled with plenty, and thy precious shall burst out with new wine. And you might say, well, I don't have a bond. Well, if you need a bond, you can have a bond. Notice in this context, in their lifestyle, you weren't working in high-tech jobs. You weren't working in insurance companies or whatever. You were working in the fields. You're growing some, crop, some crops, and then you'd harvest them and all. And so part of that went to them. And there's... I think we looked at that a long time ago. All that, all the division went to the Levites and all, and how that worked. He's, he orchestrated all that. <clears throat> but we honor the Lord with the first fruits, and our bonds be filled with plenty. Proverbs tells us. Let's go to Malachi chapter three. 
That should be a little easier to find. Last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3, we want 6 through 12. And so we're reviewing this. Perchance any of us here did not understand that or comprehend it or see these scriptures before because it is important that we walk in agreement with God's word, that we honor him with the tithe, because when we do that, our obedience in that tithe is going to be an opening. It's going to be a doorway for us to walk in the blessing of God by the way that maketh rich, there's that word again, and he adds no sorrow with it. Okay, Matthew chapter 3. For I the Lord, for I am the Lord, I change not. Do we ever change? Well, actually, it's a very good thing we change sometimes because we had some messed up minds before we came into the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. But I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, you're not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, well, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, well, wherein have we robbed thee? And the scripture says what there? In tithes and offerings. And that's what the word of God in the kingdom of God is declaring to us and wants us to see. We're going to be in much better position, spirit, soul, and body, and financially speaking, if we honor God with the first tenth, which is holy and belongs unto him. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I made the wise comments in my early life also. Well, I can I, bring it on. I can handle that. I can handle it. Bring that blessing on. What do you mean I won't be able to receive it? Well, you won't be able to receive it. Receive with meekness the engrafted web. We'll say, I can take a million dollars. You can. <clears throat> can you give a million dollars also? Well, we weren't talking about that. We were talking about if I could receive it here. <clears throat> he, again, he works with us in anything. It may be like if you want to, maybe a poor comparison, but in kindergarten. That's where kids start to go to learn about school and stuff. Well, probably most of us are beyond the kindergarten stage, but if we were not, it's a good thing they still have kindergarten, isn't, isn't it? I mean, I think the schools are a whole lot <clears throat> more wacko than they were years ago. But anyhow, a child needs to start somewhere to learn and grow up. Well, we need to start somewhere to learn and find out about the kingdom of God, and in this context, the tithe being holy and belonging to him. Pour you about a blessing, there should not be room enough to receive it. Uh, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, 
saith the Lord of hosts. Now the law is the one that's saying this and making these declarations. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now this is God, even today as we're reading this, making these promises to us, so to speak. Especially if somebody just recently came into the kingdom of God and just learning things, and we begin to share with them about the tithe. And they have that natural thought, well, how can I ever do that? How can I possibly give him the first tenth? Well, the Spirit of God in God's Word wants to be right there to encourage him and then make things work out so it happens. He absolutely does do it and wants to do it for us. The kingdom of God is about more than enough. Okay, let's go to, uh, in the New Testament, Matthew, the 23rd chapter. 23, <clears throat> Matthew, chapter 23, and reading from verse 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Oh, man. For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These, meaning judgment, mercy, and faith, you ought to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Meaning the tithe that they were doing. But they were too concerned with this and giving up on the other one. And there's more, but this right here is a New Testament scripture that is obviously dealing with the tithe. And oh, by the way, notice that it's written in red. And there's, and there's more in there. But <clears throat> I wanted us to see that. God has not changed. God does not change. He instituted the tithe way back when, when he was talking to them about the blessing and how he was going to supply everything, and they were his people. And so it's still, in, it's still in place today, and it's in place for our benefit and for our blessing so that we can walk in the more than enough, which is his desire for us. <clears throat> now we'll look at one more, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. I don't know as we'll uh, read all that, but we'll see. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And the reason I have written Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, from the first to the 14th verse in Deuteronomy 28 is all the good stuff. And then after that, they're getting into the bad stuff if you will, if we can characterize it that way. There's a whole lot more good, I mean, there's a whole lot more bad that's enumerated, but with the good stuff, you don't need to worry about the bad. <clears throat> and we'll look, at, we'll look at a little of this. I guess as soon as I get there, 28. Now. Now I'm there. Blessings for obedience is what it's entitled in my Bible. 
And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Do we have to hearken diligently to the voice of God today? Absolutely. You want to be hearkening diligently to the voice of God's word. The Holy Spirit always wants to communicate us and guide us, lead and guide us into all truth. Well, we need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says to the church. It shall come to pass that thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yes, it does. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of thy God. Are we getting the message? <clears throat> blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, Blessed shalt thou be when they go without. You get the idea he wants us to be blessed all the time and in every area. This is his will for us today. <clears throat> the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Gives you a land? <clears throat> That's what it says. <clears throat> uh, the Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways... And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord swear, the Lord promised to the fathers he was going to give them that land. Do you suppose he gave it to them? Without question. <clears throat> the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt go to payday loans. And thou shalt lend unto many, didn't say neighbors, it said nations. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. The point being, you won't have a need to borrow. I mean, if you're the banker, you don't have to take out a loan to make a loan. You got the goods. <clears throat> thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, 
which I command thee this day to observe and do. And that's where you and I fit in. We choose to observe and do. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. And that's verses 1 through 14 of Deuteronomy 28. The blessing that God put on enumerated many things there. How everything was going to be for their benefit. And that was his intent there. And guess what? It's still intent today. He wants us to be able to walk in all those blessings as well. And one of the world, one of the ways that we can enter that, we can have an heir to hear. We can be willing and obedient. We can return and honor the tithe unto him. And then we will walk in these blessings today. His promise, his word hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. <clears throat> and so, well, I won't go there right now. <clears throat> we'll move along here. Okay, so in this section that we just looked up and read those verses, it says the tithe, the first tenth, by our obedience, is the doorway into the blessing of God. You and I can walk in the blessing of God. God wants all of us to walk in his blessing. He wants to provide all of our needs, just like he said he would. And it says, we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. So as we honor him with the tithe, recognize what it's about and all, then that can transition us into being able to walk in the blessing. And so if, it, if there was an individual that did not tithe for whatever reason, they're preventing themselves to go through the doorway into the blessing of God. He wants that for them. He's got more than enough to include them. Can you imagine being able to run this bank, so to speak, for every person on the planet? And they're talking about billions? He's not scratching his head today wondering, what am I, what am I going to do now? This thing keep populating. I don't know if I can handle all this. Not an issue. Thought never crossed his mind. More than enough is how the kingdom of God operates. And that's what he wants you and I, all of us, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so that we can see what the kingdom of God is really about. It is the government. It's God's goodness to us. And he wants us to walk in that in abundance. All our needs met with the ability to reach out and help others with their needs. And increase the kingdom of God on this earth. <clears throat> okay, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. See how we're doing here. I'll read the verses, the verses first, <clears throat> and then I'll try to uh, interpret my note there that I read down in case it doesn't make any sense to you the first time around. All right, First Timothy chapter four, verses fifteen to sixteen. <clears throat> Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, 
For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself in them that hear thee. The word meditate, uh, I'll verify it in this one. The word meditate many times translated means to utter, to mutter, to speak. And we can think about meditating or sometimes people are humming and hmm, making noises and holding fingers to the head, whatever. If that works for whoever and I don't know about it, fine. But God's talking about meditating on his word, what he's spoken, what he's promised to us, and to utter and to mutter and to speak. And so that's rehashing, if you will, or replaying the tape, so to speak, about what his blessing, his plan, his purpose is, and how that's going to aid and help us. My note says this. Our physical, put it this way, our physical man, our soul man, is not going to prosper. Well, that sounds real good after we're reading about prosperity. <clears throat> but this is what we're saying. Our physical and our soul man is not going to prosper. Walk in the kingdom of God abundance apart from our spirit man receiving insight, revelation, guidance, and favor about the kingdom of God. See, just our natural man, our physical man, our soul man and all, apart from that, it's not going to happen. We need to have our spirit man to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is showing and revealing to us. Then we'll comprehend and understand the kingdom of God and the word of God and what he's meaning. Just like the example I shared earlier, when I first heard that about the tithe, there's no way in the world I can do that. I ain't got enough now. How can I possibly tithe? Well, then you begin to learn to give entrance to the word. Your mind gets changed. You can see a few things. And then what it really boils down to, after whatever period of time it took you to get to that point, what it's really going to come down to, well, it's there in black and white. Am I going to believe it or not? And that's what takes faith. You choose to trust God. And later on in life, when we grow, we can, we can maybe see, I can see clearly now. <clears throat> we can see things a little better. But there are times when basically what it is, is I'm choosing to believe what God's word says, even though I don't totally understand it, even though I haven't seen it work in that area yet. Because let's face it, you believe part of God's word when you got saved. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You believe that, and you didn't know a whole lot about it before, but God's word is true. Then you saw, well, this is working pretty good. So, <clears throat> same in these things. Not just our natural man, if you will. It's going to be our spirit man involved. We're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. He'll guide us, give us instructions and favor about the kingdom of God which is a good thing. Okay, now let's go to Luke chapter 5. Uh, Luke chapter 5. It wasn't... Uh, I can't give you the date. I could give you the date if I wanted to go all my notes and look them up and read them, but it wasn't too awful long ago. 
uh, that Pastor Tom ministered about this on a Sunday morning as well. Luke chapter 5. Okay, we're going to go through and read, read this as well. Uh, my notes in reference to this say, Obedience to Jesus' instructions leads to miracle provision. And guess what? That's the same for you and I today. That's what we need to see that is. Is we're obedient to what he shows us, what the word of God shows us, what the spirit of God prompts us with. He's, his kingdom's about more than enough. That's what's going to happen. <clears throat> All right. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. This would be Jesus that they're talking about. And notice, they must be hearing and seeing some things happening because they wanted to hear the word of God and they're waiting for him to do it again. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him, that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So we know part of the backstory. They're washing their nets because they had toiled all night, didn't catch anything. So now we've got to clean these blasted things up before we can go home. Well, Jesus sees them there in the boat. Now, did Jesus know their whole circumstance at that time? probably, but I don't know that. Why don't you know it? Because it's not, it doesn't tell me that right here. It's not elucidated very clear. So we could speculate if we wanted to, but I don't suggest we get into that. So, <clears throat> All right, so he saw them. He went and spoke to the individual, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. He gets to sit down, and part of the whole point was being, they were thronging on this beach area, this water area and all. And so it'd be easier for him if he could be back a little bit more on the water so that his voice would carry more in the water, and all these people get... He didn't have a PA system, folks. He didn't have a wireless mic, a wireless iPhone, a wireless nothing. But then again, he didn't need it. So <clears throat> He sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, doesn't tell us how long, doesn't need to, but at this point, he's all done speaking to the people. He said unto Simon... Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. Now this, I don't know if Simon understands it at this point. I sort of doubt it, but I'll leave it there. But Jesus was giving Simon an instruction. And Simon had to hear and obey for the blessing to come. He doesn't know anything about the blessing right now, so to speak. But he was good enough to let Jesus come into the boat and use it. So now Jesus gives him an instruction. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon, answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. So what in the world does this preacher think he's going to tell the fishermen how to go fishing? You don't go fishing in the daytime. But no, he didn't say that. 
And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He just qualified for more than enough. At thy word. You and I will get some words someday that we may not fully comprehend when it comes to us. But you can trust this. You can believe this. God's looking to bless you. He's not looking to whip you with a wet noodle. He's not mad at you. He's already forgiven all your sins. And so he's out to bless us. He's helped us to walk in his kingdom. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Oh my goodness, Jesus messed up. Gave them too many pollock, haddock, halibut, whatever kind of fish you catch around here, and broke that blasted net. They're going to be ticked now. I don't think so. If they get enough fish, the net broke. <clears throat> when this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. We not only got one boat in trouble, we got two boats in trouble now. But these boats are loaded with fish. Maybe the biggest catch they ever took in one day. I don't know that. But I tell you what, it was more than enough. It was the kingdom of God manifesting and working. Uh, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. I mean, the blessing absolutely flabbergasted him, obviously. How can this possibly be? They were out there the night before, all night the night before. They didn't catch nada. Now the master told him, he gave him an instruction they heard that word. They obeyed that destruction. And now we got two boatloads of fish and the boats are sinking. And so Simon finds himself in that situation. You may have found yourself in this situation before also. It was really too good to be true to believe how that money came through and how that worked out. And now they really didn't want you to pay the rest of that off and what is happening here? <clears throat> Lord, I'm a sinful man. Bad for me. <clears throat> and when it says, you've probably heard this before, but when it says, Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at his knees, how come it wouldn't say that he fell down at his feet? Because the boat was already a couple of feet deep with fish. So you couldn't even get to his feet. So he fell down at his knees. He's up on top of the fish, talking to Jesus or whatever. But he's pretty happy about all those fish in the boat anyhow, because that means moolah. 
For he was astonished and all that were and he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. <clears throat> and and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were the partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Get the last verse there. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all and followed him. They were so moved, so touched, seeing this miraculous. This is their lifestyle. This is their nature. They know what to do in these waters and all this situation. This guy comes along politely, asks if he could use their boat, which wasn't being used, so he could be in the water to speak to him. When he's all done, he gives him this instruction. Simon wisely heeded the instruction, and look what happened. And you know the Spirit of God touched this individual because now they're willing to give up the livelihood that they had before. And I think that's part and parcel why they were sinking two boats. Because they probably had family at home. And we're going to need some more money. Wait till he goes home and tells the wife, I, well, I ain't fishing anymore. You what? That's right. What are you going to do, drive a bus? <laughs> there were no buses. <laughs> but anyhow, there were still going to be some needs. Well, this took care of that. The kingdom of God knows how much we need and when we need it and more than enough. I'll have to see if I have any time here at the end to share that one story with you. Maybe we will. <clears throat> uh, more than enough, abundance. The blessing of God maketh rich. That is what the kingdom of God is like. That is God's nature and character. That is what we're going to get into more in our next two lessons in entirety. To be changing our mindset of what we see, what we do, what we can fathom could possibly happen in our lives. Our part really needs to center on be willing and obedient. Do what you know to do and leave the miraculous and the unknown to him. And you'll find out about it soon enough how it pertains to you. You and I have an ear to hear what the Spirit speaks clear. We have that. You have an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Well, when the Spirit speaks to us, He's going to speak in clarity. If you don't get it in clarity at first, ask again. Have an ear to hear. I mean... God's an equal opportunity employer. He hires the handicap. Just look around. You and I are it. He hires the handicap. He can take anybody. He can take anybody and do what he needs to do with them, in them, and then through them. And that's you and I. The kingdom of God. The goodness of God. We are to trust the guiding from the spirit of God and the word of God. God will always work in conjunction with his word. If somebody tries to give you a word, which there's certainly words, prophetic words that are very helpful in lives, but if somebody tries to give you a word and when they're giving you that word, you can hear and understand, well, that's scripture he's using. I don't think it says that. 
Well, you can go look at that later. And when it doesn't say that, then you'll know you might not want to be obedient to that word was given you because you don't see it proven in the Spirit and in the Word of God. <clears throat> but God always will, all deal, will always deal with us in clarity. Uh, 2020 is your year of plenty. He that hath an ear, and that's all of us in this room, let him hear. See, again, it's a permissive term. Sometimes we don't really, might not want to hear what God's trying to tell us to do or the instruction he's given us. Well, we'll find out if we'll be willing to yield him how that would work out for good because he knows what he's doing. Now, in this one, when I had mentioned about <clears throat> them, you know, knee-deep in the fish in the boats and how that, by guesstimation, it very well could be that blessing was so big so that Peter and the other men and their families, they had something to give the families as he was going to go with Jesus or whatever. You've heard me refer to Bill Winston before. Uh, and again, I, I would suggest that you watch him on TV or any, any mode that you have. He's a fantastic minister. And he was sharing a while ago, uh, and I, I'd heard it again years ago, but I'd obviously forgotten about it. So just recently hearing to him, when God began to speak to them about buying this huge mall up in Chicago when he finally got there. A lot of miracles happened before this. But now, um, yep, thank you. Uh, I was waiting for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> actually changed the time a little also. Uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, they were, we were believing for this mall. He was asking God, how? I mean, you know, this is a mall. I, I forget the size of it, but it's huge. It was an abandoned mall. Huge. Very, very huge. And much, much more than they ever needed at the time. But anyhow, he says when he first began to hear that, he was talking to some people about it. And uh, he asked a couple of them, and they said, Pastor, I, I think you're missing it here. We don't need anything that big. And he says, I learned after a while, don't go asking them what they think about it. Spirit of God didn't speak to them. Now, you could have other leaders and stuff that are working with them and see. Uh, but they didn't understand, but that was fine. So anyhow, they began to save money. And then they were talking about the need because, I'll, I'll tell you up front, I, I forget all the facts and figures, but I, they started out, I think they wanted $33 million for this place. And I'm telling you, it was huge. And so he figured, man, no way we can do no $33 million. And so he's praying about it now, I'm praying about it now. And he asked the Spirit of God, well, you know, they keep wanting to know when you're going to have the money, when are you going to pay. And so he asked the Spirit of God, well, what, what do you think I should offer them then? Because they're now telling me, well, give us the counteroffer then. And so the Spirit of God, and again, I know I won't get these figures exactly, but they are within the ballpark that I'm going to use. I believe the Spirit of God told him $5.7 million. They wanted $33 million for the place. When Brother Bill asked the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God told him $5.7 million. And Bill goes away. I can't go tell him that or whatever. So <clears throat> anyhow, they're dealing with it as time goes on. And uh, they want to know, when are you going to have the money? And so he finally, if that is correct figure, the Spirit of God told him $5.7 million, 
Then Bill ended up, as he got them down, he told them something like $8.3 million, we said. He said, I, I got them all the way from 33 down here. He says, I'm going to let this thing go where it is, he says, even though the Spirit of God. Now, how many know he could have got that for whatever that exact figure was? But anyhow, in the process of time, he's asking the Spirit of God, how are we going to, how am I going to get all this money they're needing? They want the money to make the deal go. And so the Spirit of God told them, so $400,000. He says, I didn't really want to hear that. He says, we had it at the time because we were saving everything to be able to make this down payment stuff and make this thing go. He says, but I mean, $400,000. And so he asked the Lord again, the Spirit of God told him, so $400,000. So he figured, man, I got so, what am I going to have to do the other? So anyhow, long story short, he did what the Spirit of God directed him to do. They came down on the price and they got into the property. Miraculous intervention. Now, that same huge mall, I want to say 33 acres, but that sounds like a lot, but I think that's the right figure. But it's massive. Now, and there was nothing going on in that mall when they got it. But don't you know they had plenty of room to do what they got to do? Now there's stores in here, and stores in here, and stores in here. All people wanting to be in this place, because what? Oh, the blessing of God's on the mall now. And it isn't just run down and nobody wants to be in that area. No, the blessing of God's on that right now. And there's these stores coming up, and they're all nice ones in good places and good locations. No dirty mall or anything like that. But that's because you listen to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God wants you and I to understand His kingdom is about more than enough. His kingdom's not only about money. But we happen to be talking about finances in the kingdom of God right now. And our mindset needs to be changed. And he's willing to help us to see differently and to think differently on what we do right now because that's what he has for us. And so we can be thankful for it. Yes. 2020 is the year of plenty. And it's not just a rhyme. But it'll be happening in time. And we shall see it. We will. You watch it. You watch what happens in this assembly, in this church, in your lives this year. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you this evening for the Holy Ghost giving us understanding and guidance that we choose, we declare, we do have an ear to hear. We will follow the instructions that the Spirit of God gives us. We will tithe and return the first tenth which is holy and belongs unto you and we will believe for more than enough. We will reach out and help others. And so Father I thank you for these brothers and sisters. I thank you for this opportunity for all of us to gather together and for you to have your way in our lives. And we receive that in Jesus name. Amen. Glory to God. listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.